Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date the 5th of June 2022. Come on! Three times round that nebula and back in time for tea. Ow! Don't be like that! Come on, you love the Arcus Nebula! Well, where do you want to go? No, not yet. I said not yet! Benji. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. And poor old Benji has COVID. Oh. Yeah, it's it's rubbish, actually. Yeah, it's well, not I nice. Don't, I don't think anyone pretends he's anything else. Uh, we'll be attending his bedside any minute now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, following that, we go behind the scenes with the 10th Doctor Adventures Out of Time 3, Wink by Lisa McMullen and starring David Tennant and Colin Baker. It works very well, actually, to do that on audio, doesn't it? Yeah, I was surprised. And we're straight into also available with one of Benji's favourite productions, Jerry Anderson's Five Star Five. Your credit has been cleared. You've rendered yourself a robot. Then the randomoid selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. At the moment, we've no idea what production this will be, but through the miracle of editing, meditating, uh, (laughs) Nick can now drop in a clip from the future. Future. Get off me! And then it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease of this week's featured release, Out of Time 3, Wink, with the 6th and 10th Doctors encountering the Weeping Angel. What? What? What are you looking at me like that for? Oh, when you finish your lecture on the properties of weeping angels, will you be explaining to me how I might go about sucking eggs? So there we are. Look, I feel Benji. I feel Benji that I should explain <laughs> that I'm not forcing you to do this, am I? No, no. The gun's only there just just for <laughs> show, really. But um, <laughs> no, you're not. You've been very kind. And uh, helping out with this, uh, the podcast by sort of cutting it down a little bit for me. Well, that's right. It's concentration's the difficulty, isn't it? With any of you out there who've had code COVID. I mean, when I had it, I couldn't do anything except watch episodes of The Sweeney. Well, I've been uh, much. Or, well, I've, I've, I'm already running out of things to watch because I'm I'm very much a um, I'm very much like a somebody that likes to get things done. Mm. I like to be feel like I'm contributing towards something because I just I just like to be like that. But obviously with this, I've just, um, it's like different every day, which is kind of annoying. Yes. And thankfully it's not, day one was awful because I just had the worst headache, like imaginable. And it was just grim. It was awful. And now it's kind of just transformed into like a horrible cold. But yeah, the, the problem with concentration is like, I can only watch very simple programs. Yeah, but that's why I'm, the Sweeney was good for me. <laughs> You're like, that bloke, he's got a moustache, he's obviously the villain. Um, <laughs> he's driving a Jaguar, right, yeah, yeah, I know his number. Um, but, you know, anything else is is sort of, is sort of difficult, really. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah it's... it's it's one of those things, you know, just, I, I feel relieved that it's taken about three years to get COVID. Um, yeah, so at least that's, well that's an achievement. Um, but it's rubbish, you know, people think it's people think it's gone and it's over and you see like the Jubilee thing this weekend and there's, you know, thousands and thousands of people in tiny little spaces and 
and you know no mask it's just it's not over it's still out there so like be careful and just you know even there yeah i traveled i went up to leeds to see alan partridge uh, live had a lovely time um i traveled up there was wearing a mask you know it was really you know all through london wearing a mask and all that business on the underground on trains you know but it only takes you to to not wear a mask go to something you know i was sitting in a seat you know it's just obviously somebody around me perhaps had covid and well you or, could you, you know you yeah, could drive yourself nuts work trying to work out where it came from couldn't you but yeah you know so it's um i should it's point always, out for anyone yeah. who doesn't know that benji and i are in different locations speaking over the internet and <laughs> yeah. think that, you know here nick have this <laughs> no it's yeah we're, we're miles I'm irresponsibly away exposing myself to potential infection it's no, also nick, interesting nick, was, nick you were very kind because you said oh you know do you, do you want to do the podcast do you not want to do the podcast we could you know I, I still wanted to do it because um it's nice to do something um and you know just not sit around really but yeah we we wisely cut it down a little bit because i think you know well um, that's right you see we we're gonna leave the emails uh out for this week and also the uh good review guide because that involves benji doing a lot of reading (laughs) and i don't think that that's a good idea and and having me just read it out and that's pretty dull as well, isn't it? I think it it works best when we're we're both contributing and and riffing off each other there. So uh, yeah, so but we're so, still here. We're we're continuing the regularity of the the podcast. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, I would say that Stephen Noonan, our first doctor, um, did uh, has sent his his sympathies. He says, oh. "Give him my best." get well wishes oh what a lovely man and he said and tell him how much i'm enjoying his sirens of audio oh uh, uh interview yeah oh that was uh, great fun yeah that was really that was really good to do he's such a good good egg isn't he what a lovely guy he's unsurprisingly as engaging articulate and insightful as ever is what he says about you oh he's such a nice guy he's got he such is. a way with words hasn't he yeah yeah always uh, makes everybody feel good it's good, and yeah, and I did a, an interview for Science of Audio yesterday, which won't be out for ages because they have to edit out all the uh, inappropriate material. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's only two minutes long now, isn't it? Hello, That's goodbye. Right. I spent two hours doing the interview, yeah, and it's been cut down to two minutes. <laughs> I did uh, uh, tackle Dwayne about his uh, hi there, hi oh, there, Dwayne Bunny, one of the presenters, and. Uh, yeah, and I suppose uh, Philip Edney will be a, a bit annoyed that we're not reading out reviews because you know maybe he sent in a review for. He was he was quite uh, Philip was quite perplexed by the fact that some um, sometimes his review emails didn't get into the reviews section because he said, "Well, how how many do you record in one go?" <laughs> it's obviously you know because there have been a couple of weeks when we've recorded more than one podcast in one go, haven't we? To get ahead because we're not available the next week or whatever it is. Yeah, through the the illusion that we do it every week. Sometimes we don't. It's it's hard with two, even you know when you don't have COVID, to do two back to back podcasts can be quite exhausting, can't it? It's a lot of, and we're not doing that today. No. (laughs) I also I just don't know how interesting any of this is, Benji. What do you think? Um, I don't care. (laughs) 
there speaks a man with COVID, you see. <laughs> uh, listen, in a moment, we'll be going behind the scenes with Doctor Who out of time three. But just a reminder that later in the podcast, we'll be talking about one of Benji's favourite releases. I asked him, what's your favourite release for the year? Uh, 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 also available section and uh, he named the epic audiobook five star five and the randomoid selectatron will be confounding all expectations giving you a 25 percent discount on a randomly selected big finish release but first as promised it's wink i'm lisa mcmullen and i wrote out of time three wink could you go to recall please pressing the red button on your software and label this as scene three, take two. Uh, uh, scene three, take two. Scene three, take two. Hello, someone there? Who turned on the lights? All the lights? Yeah, it's so bright, can't see a thing. Well, I don't understand. The eclipse is supposed to last for hours. Hello, I'm the doctor. Eclipse? Well, it was dusk a moment ago. Wait. Did you say a doctor or... The doctor. Hello. That's your name. The doctor. Yes, that's me. And you are. Oh. What? You're not, by any chance, a time lord? Oh, depends who's asking. The doctor. The, uh, uh, oh. Oh. Oh, blimey. Not again. This was a thrill be asked to write this episode because um, A, it's double Doctors, so I got to write for the sixth and the tenth Doctor, which I haven't done before, and I think Big Finish give you a prize once you've written for all of the Doctors, so I'm trying to collect the full set. And also, you throw Weeping Angels into the mix, and yes please, thank you, I will have me some of that. They're not statues! They're angels! Weeping angels! They're not weeping, they're sort of smiling. Yeah, well, they are, yes, but that's because they're quantum-locked. But please stop touching them! Uh, quantum-locked? Well, they can't move if they're facing each other. I wonder, those angels we just escaped? Yes, one to the left, one to the right, we disappear and... I was playing with the idea of what would happen if two versions of the same Time Lord rocked back up to confront an angel that had already eaten one version of them. Because if an angel displaces you in time and then lives on the residual time energy that's, that's left in, in the future you would have had, with a Time Lord, they've got a gazillion, well, not a gazillion, but they've got multiple regenerations to possibly snack on. And then it all sort of went from there. My name is David Tennant and I play the Doctor. And I'm Colin Baker. I play the sixth Doctor. Angel to the left of us, angel to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Oh, you're one of those Doctors, are you? Sorry, not the time. Let's reverse towards the TARDIS. It works very well, actually, to do that on audio, doesn't it? Yeah, I was surprised, because when I heard that they were doing Weeping Angel, I thought, well, how do you do that on audio? And there hasn't been a single clunky line in the script, because, you know, oh, look, that statue isn't moved. No, none of that. It was all totally credible, real, and happening. Uh, uh, when hats off to Lisa McMullen for for making that work. Absolutely. Yes, it was very clever. Yeah. Ah, the angels are starting to move. Then so should we. Allons-y! And they just get on with it as well. There's not the fact that we we meet within the first sort of 
three or four pages. There's no hanging about. You get to enjoy the doctors, uh, you know, interacting from the off, which is nice. I guess now everyone is so familiar with more than one doctor appearing at the same time mm. that uh, all the old ground of that you used to tread over, look, he, I'm over there, I'd better not go over there in case yes. the universe implodes. Yes. We've kind of... Uh, Put that one on the back burner now. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. We've got away with it before. So <laughs> we'll get away with it again. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What are you looking at me like that for? Well, when you finish your lecture on the properties of weeping angels, will you be explaining to me how I might go about sucking eggs? Right. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Wink is obviously a shameless, blatant nod to... Blink, which was the TV episode that Stephen Moffat first introduced the Weeping Angels in. Oh my gosh, that was so successful that episode, which is unusual for a Doctor Light episode. People continuously refer to it as one of their favourites. And that's partly obviously down to Stephen Moffat being a brilliant writer and the guest star being Kerry Mulligan. I knew it was a really good script. It was a really clever script, very Stephen Moffaty, you know, in the sort of in the crevices of his twisted brain, and that sort of dashing backwards and forwards in time, and the whole idea of things hidden on the Easter eggs of DVDs, you know, very sort of a very clever idea, and and the whole idea of of the Weeping Angels that you had to stare at them, uh, it was a it was a, a sort of classic horror movie idea, wasn't it? And uh, but but beautifully intricate and. It was an odd one for me because I did, you know, my biggest contribution to it was was a sort of sitting in front of an auto cue and reading this enormous long kind of speech off that then Kerry Mulligan had to sort of drop her bits into weeks later. So it was a it was an unusual one to shoot. It's the idea of the Weeping Angels, I think, that taps into childhood fears, um, and I think Stephen says that it was the kids' game grandma's footsteps where you freeze whenever somebody turns around to look at you. You never know what are the, you know, which are the stories that will kind of take off and that people will refer back to. And I wouldn't claim to be able to, uh, you know, have that kind of prescience about it, but I was aware it was a, it was a very good script with a very clever premise um, and it was also rather chilling. So I'm not surprised that the Weeping Angels have gone on to become something of a, uh, a you know, a recurring Doctor Who Villain. Just go to bigfinish.com and type wink, W-I-N-K, into the search pane to find this 10 and 6 mashup. Oh, how much is the mashup? It's just 10 and 6 10 to and you. 10 and 6, love. 10 and 6. <laughs> Listeners' emails will return next week. Uh, I think I sort of swerved into the microphone in a it's weird very way. very good. <laughs> like, a, like a wasp going past. <laughs> Like the uh, fly bomb. <laughs> Very nice. But in the meantime, it's also available. So what we're hearing there, Benji, is the five star five theme. Uh, tell us about Five Star Five and your work on it. So Five Star Five um, was written by Richard James based on uh, something that um, Jerry Anderson was working on um, before he sadly passed away. Um, and it's it's one of those things. I'm not I'm not a big 
audio book guy actually I'm, I'm much more an audio drama mm. and these this went down the kind of route of what we do at Big Finish which is the enhanced audio books which kind of adds yeah. extra layers of sound effects and stuff and it was one of those things where I um, I just worked on it kind of chronologically and just right. in, just in, just went with the story and enjoyed it and I just had a lovely time because it's just it's just a wonderful mixture of really fun lovely characters and it's just it's a really it's a great story it's a real kind of um it's got it's that kind of like Star Wars kind of A to B kind of we're just going to go on an adventure and <laughs> go all over the place and I just had such a nice time working on it and it was a really lovely job to do you and, really committed um, yourself to a lot of detail, didn't you? I and mean, we'll play a clip in a minute. But uh, do you have... Um, what was the most complex sequence you had to do? Oh, gosh. A lot of the stuff with Rudy the Robot um, was quite hard because, you, you know, he's a huge, he's a gigantic kind of mammoth, powerful, strong robot. And so you've got to get all the clanking and the servos. And because they're, they're all quite long kind of sequences... Because you know, in an audio drama, a fight scene would be, uh, you know, it'd be half a minute long. Of you know, oh, and that's yeah. quite a long fight sequence, yeah, really. Yes, yeah. um, but this, you know, scenes can go on for three or four minutes of just a punch up, and they're but quite with a all few the scenes. explanation, all the description of it. Yeah, yeah. He and lunged you, and towards him with it. Yeah, exactly. And and you've and yeah, and what you've kind of got to do is you've still got to make it feel like it's fast when in fact, because it's, you know, you've got like a scuffle. So there's a lot of stuff like Rudy the robot picking people up and throwing things and and you've got a big fight scene in a space port and you somehow got to take these long sequences and make them short and feel like, you know, so-and-so, because one of, one of the characters in it's kind of quite a, quite a cool karate kind of whizzy, you know, <laughs> fighter, you know, and you can only kind of, you can only do that if it's fast. And of course, it's when it's, he lifts his arm and thrusts over, hitting the other person who flies back with a cry. And it's very like, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing of kind of trying to get that balance. Yes, and um, the music as well. You did a lot of music for for it, didn't you? Oh yeah, again. See, that's hard because you've got to you've got to kind of um, keep that going. Um, I enjoy. I try. I really tried with this, trying to give it, kind of do it justice. Give it that big. A big cinematic score and that, that big kind of uh, thing, and with the opening sequence, which is sort of funny because it's sort of it's com- not completely different to kind of how the music ended up, but it's very, very stripped back compared to kind of later on where I went big. But um, I went down a very common thing in in uh, the Barry Gray, who who's the kind of the uh, Jerry Anderson music composer. Is a lot of the stuff is kind of music. And words kind of spoken yeah, in the same yeah, way. Yeah. So tunes tunes often speak uh, the name of the the program. So in this case, Five Star Five. I could hear it. You kind of have to get the da 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 Five Star Five, and you kind of there was to... the, what was the um, the subtitle? Because I think the next three notes did the subtitle as well. Yes, I can't. Remember. What is it called? Um, uh, I can't remember the, anything else of the yeah, theme. No, no from it's here. the Zargon threat. So it's the five star five. The Zargon threat. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of. He's got like a. It's got like a kind of. Yeah, I really wanted to kind of do because I think it's. That's what I think it would have. I, that's what I think would have been done. Yeah, yeah. It's such a. Del- it's such a deliciously. <laughs> you know, it's 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 like when you've got you know 
um, Stingray. Da, da. Yeah. Two notes, just just just, just two. Da, well, they da. sing it. <laughs> and it, they say, well, exactly that. And it's, you know, Captain Scarlet. Da, 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 da. It's very, you can, it, it absolutely reels you in just by the fact that you, you can't help but kind of hum it. And I think like with this, it's kind of, you know, da, da, da. you kind of, you think, what's that? I'm going to, yeah, it's, it's. It was a fun project to work on, and I really enjoyed it. And I just, you know, Richard James he did such a good job writing it. It was a lovely thing to, to to listen to, and and Robbie Stevens doing all the voices. Yeah, yeah, Robbie Stevens. You know, who um, I tell you, actually, I'll tell you the funniest thing is, and this is this is a bit cheeky, um, <laughs> but when you've got something and you have deadlines which are tight, yes, and you're doing audio books, you have to sometimes uh, cheat a little bit. Uh, and one of the ways I cheated throughout this is that I can, where the thing that I compose and I, I write with, I can actually increase the speed of the playback. So when I was doing my sound design for it, um, I was doing everything a kind of, you know, about 25 to 30% faster than it actually is. Right. So I'd preview, I'd preview the, the sounds before dragging them into my thing and then I'd be listening to it back faster than it is. So all the Robbie's voices were about kind of two octaves higher <laughs> when I was editing it, because that was the only way I could think to get this done at the speed. So then when I went to do the music, that was when I listened to it all fully at the correct speed. Yeah. So because obviously with music, you have to get the timing right. Yes. But so, so the whole thing, everybody was kind of something like this. <laughs> but, but it was the only way I was like, this is the only way I can get through this at the, yeah. the speed to meet the deadline that we have to get to. Um, it worked really well. I was like, this is all right, actually. It's sort of, you can whiz through a chapter um, and still, and still get the detailing because you're still, you know what things, you know what the sounds sound like, but you know, before you put them in and then once they're in place, yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. Well, when it's such uh, a vast epic thing yeah. like that, it's yeah. Well, listen, uh, let's have a, a, a. We'll listen to a clip and uh, then end with the uh, the whole of the closing theme as a tribute to your fantastic work, Benji. <laughs> Thank you. Raising his hairy hands, he peeked through his fingers in fear. With a discordant mechanical roar, the robot jumped forward and off its display platform, crashing into a pile of mechanical parts on the floor. With a hum of motors, its huge head turned to stare menacingly at Clarence and Lovell. Don't suppose that thing has an off switch, pleaded Clarence, his back to the wall. Lovell sprang back to the control panel in search of a power switch. What if I make it worse, he shouted above the din. The robot swung a heavy mechanical arm at a shelf of cables, sending it sprawling the length of the workshop. How could it possibly be any worse? Clarence bellowed in fear. As the robot looked around for its next target, a loudspeaker in the ceiling above crackled into life. Mr. Lovell? Came McHine's voice. Clarence could tell he was smiling. Your credit has been cleared. You've rendered yourself a robot.
Well, just go to uh, bigfinish.com oh, yeah. and type five star uh, into the search pane, and you'll see everything we've ever done because it's all five stars. No, um, <laughs> you, you, um, you'll put five star in the search pane, and uh, uh, you'll have yourself an epic sci fi adventure. It'll soon be time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who after time three. Wink. But first. It's the Randomoid Selectatron offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Okay, Benji, do you have the ability to do this? Yes, uh, I do. Um, it's come up with The Avengers, The Lost Episodes, Volume 5. Oh. I love the artwork for the, um, the Avengers stuff. My favourite thing about it is that all of the text on the covers looks just authentically slightly blurred. It's yeah. It's wonderful. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. And look at the scripts that have been adapted here. You know, one, one by uh, Dennis Spooner. Wow. Yeah, exactly. You know, wow. how much more kind of authentic do you want what a fantastic and and phil mulrine and um john dorney on adaptation work here so dan starkey uh did one as well wow incredible let us listen to the trailer coming soon from big finish productions (laughs) (laughs) oh i adore clowns (laughs) really i think i've seen too many i know everything that's coming but you can't help. I'm the only thing standing between you and the noose, Miss Crichton. If you wish to remain alive, I recommend doing as I say. I tell you what, Doctor. I'll have a word with my people and join you on your house call. How does that sound? Get off me! You killed my brother, Englander! Did you kill Luis? We didn't kill anyone! Body, as I thought. Shot downstairs, dragged up here. Senor Steed! Then this is a murder scene. No. So many rats. Everywhere. Well, did you catch the gist of my conversation? I got the sense of it, yes. Looks like I found myself a new profession. That came from the lab. Steve, I'm being kidnapped. Shut it. Inside. I thought this had been a quiet week. Can't you tell him I'm ill? She did. I didn't believe her. Steed, to what do I owe this unexpected intrusion? The Avengers, The Lost Episodes box set, volume five. Big finish. We love stories. Yeah, big fan of this. Anthony Howell, Julian Wadham, Lucy Briggs-Owen. Brilliant. Um, One of the best things, one of the best licenses we ever got, really. So, Which yeah. is such a great, it's such a great series, and again, it's you know the attention to detail throughout all of this to kind of get it right. I just, I just love it. They're lovely. They're lovely listens. Good Christmas present to give people. I think the, this particular line. Yeah, and Toby did the music, and uh, oh, and, and sound design was by Richard Foxen and Lauren Yason. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, and Toby did his lovely jazz style music in the cool cat isn't he yeah it's just brilliant and that a lovely original theme by johnny dankworth on there directed by ken bentley of course of course yeah brilliant stuff um i wonder whether this is the box set where there was a very long outtake that i can't describe but 
where Anthony and Julian were absolutely weeing themselves laughing <laughs> over something and they were trying desperately to be serious and it's something just got in their heads and it just goes on and I remember Toby playing it to me it just goes on forever with them and crying laughing <laughs> they do that <laughs> thing where they're trying and they're trying you know. I can't tell you what it was about because it was absolutely appalling <laughs> I was going to say was it the same level as Cheesh Nuts because yeah. that, that was a that was a long one that was from uh, Sherlock Holmes, just to explain <laughs> when I was playing a chestnut seller. And I did, chestnuts! And, and now the sound engineer, Paul Midcalf at um, Audio Sorcery, randomly inserts that into any session we're doing. So, you know, <laughs> suddenly people will hear me go, chestnuts! And, I was, and they're looking at me like, what? His lips aren't moving. <laughs> <laughs> Is he mad? Oh, dear. Anyway, um, look, while I email... Uh, Jackie Emery at uh, Big Finish to make sure she knows which release to attach the offer to. Benji, would you explain? Can you explain how to get the 25% discount? Or would you like me to do it? Oh, I'm happy to do I'd, it. Don't I'd like worry. you to do it in the style of someone who has COVID. Oh, wow. Uh, the good thing is, Nick, I, I totally um, anticipated this and <laughs> went back in time and went as method as possible. <laughs> for this opportunity uh, yes uh, if, you, if you'd if you like to get your hands on this and I sincerely hope that you do because um, they're great if you've never experienced this range before give it a go um, head to bigfinish.com uh, I've just opened it and a lovely picture of John Pertwee's popped up go across the menu at the top to podcasts once you're on podcast click read more once you're reading more underneath the picture of myself and Nicholas Briggs it should say just click here and enter the code buck up so you enter the code b-u-c-k-u-p buck up enter that in no spaces no capital letters um oh no sorry no yeah uh, does it matter does it work without capital letters uh no it it has to be capital letters I think oh there's the opposite then um so enter in buck up uh it's all, all capital letters, no spaces, <laughs> no punctuation, any chance? no emojis. <laughs> Enter it in and you'll get your discount. Thank you very much. Um, the interesting thing is that uh, in Britain, it's uh, sort of mega bank holidays to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. Not to be confused with the other one, you know, in the Armada. Um, and so... Uh, no one's at work except Benji and me. So I, I hope that the Randomoid Selectron does get set live. But if it is a day or so late, I do apologise on behalf of... So everybody's out having, a, having jelly and ice cream on long tables. <laughs> well, anyway, that was another rather lovely choice rant. So thank you. Next week's podcast will feature the War Master self-defence with Derek Jacobi once more excelling in his role of ultimate evil. (laughs) Uh, He's not Dr. Evil. That sounded a bit like Dr. Evil. Alongside him, a superb cast, including Joe Joyner, Johnny Green, Sarah Powell, and... dot, 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 David Tennant, exclamation mark. Uh, dot, 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 dot. I, there were too many dots there. Um, we'll be going behind the scenes and dramatising you with that particular production. But for now, that's it. Just wanted to say thank you to my dear friend here, Benji Clifford, for agreeing to soldier on and join me in the podcast. Just, it's a pleasure. Just it's a pleasure. It's cruel. Uh, wouldn't be the same without you, mate. Have a bit oh. of top quality rest now, and here's hoping you get well very, very soon. Oh, you're a gentleman. Thank you. It's just nice to do it. Nice to, to do something instead of wallowing on the sofa not doing a lot under a blanket well back to to the sweeney for you (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah I, well, well, my play, Sweeney is on... I know it's on um, Britbox, isn't it, actually? Is it? I think it is. I just I know had the, the DVDs. I don't think right, it is on Britbox. It should be. Yeah, I've got the DVD in the loft. I can, I can walk in there and get it. Thankfully, it's not up a ladder. Um, I'd, I'm just I'd telling love you my life story. That, thanks, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd love to do the Sweeney on Big Finish, and that'd be great. So I oh. could, I could be Haskins. <laughs> Honestly, I'd love, to, I'd love to do the Sweeney, and I'd love to do the Professionals, and all those, just all those programs. I'd love to do Special Branch. There's oh. so many just good shows of I'd love I'd like to do one of them or all of them or something incredibly similar yeah <laughs> all of them at the same time I, I wouldn't want to do Scotland Yard that's just not worth, <laughs> worth any of our time that one's um, really dull isn't it that's the one we'll get the license for it <laughs> <laughs> yes that's right there's been a crime committed oh, oh sorry I'll just check sorry, the paperwork <laughs> um, yeah okay well I'll be with you in two weeks um, <laughs> meantime just film me uh, <laughs> In a rain mech. Uh, <laughs> anyway, bless us both. Uh, and we do it all for the love of stories. For the love of stories. For the, yeah, he said it. So, time now for Doctor Who Out of Time 3 Wink by Lisa McMullen. Come on! Three times round that nebula and back in time for tea. Ow! Don't be like that! Come on, you love the Arcus Nebula! Well, where do you want to go? No, not yet. I said not yet! Now what are you doing? Oh, 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 now, yeah, now. See, now that's not supposed to happen, not on a good day. Not often on a bad day. I mean, even on a wet Wednesday in February, it'd be quite unusual and a tiny bit lethal. Ah, time distortions. Ah, and not the ones that make you go, hmm, the ones that make you go. joking? No. Why? Because I'm up here now. Oh. Yes. Well, never mind. Oh. Hang on. I might be able to shift this one on my own.
Oh, oh, well, this is new. Ah, nothing but white space. This is proper new. Hello, ground. Ow, what's with that light? This is, this is weird. I love weird. Oh, unexpected and a little undignified. Hello, someone there? Who turned on the lights? All the lights. Yeah, it's so bright. Can't see a thing. Well, I don't understand. The eclipse is supposed to last for hours. Hello, I'm the doctor. Eclipse? Well, it was dusk a moment ago. Wait, did you say a doctor or... The doctor. Hello. That's your name. The Doctor. Yes, that's me. And you are. Oh. What? You're not, by any chance, a Time Lord? Oh, depends who's asking. The Doctor. The, uh, uh, oh. Oh. Oh, blimey. Not again. Well, I, uh, that might explain the time distortions. What time distortions? Hang on. Let me see if I can find my way to you. It's very white, isn't it? Lucidus Silvara. Bless you. That's the planet we're on, surrounded by a thousand cold suns. Ah. Heat turned to light, constant ambient temperature. Bar a very short but blisteringly hot summer. Can't see a thing most of the year, total whiteout. Except for an annual eclipse, which throws the planet into shadow for a short while. Well, that would have been a better day for an outing. Should have picked that day for a visit. I did pick that day. One minute I'm enjoying a dusk-lit waterfall, the next, bam! I'm talking to myself in the middle of a whiteout. Oh, where are you? No, 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 you've gone too far. Oh, shadow lamp, hang on! I have a shadow lamp in the TARDIS! Shackles, shoehorn, shells, shiny things. Aha! Shadow lamp! Hello! Let's see if this thing works. A shadow lamp? Don't be ridiculous. I haven't seen a shadow lamp since I had a penchant for absurd hats. You're not wearing a silly hat, are you? It should cast a beam of shade, cancel out some of the light, then we can see what we're doing out here. Ah! Hello, Doctor! Oh, oh, oh. oh, it's you, blimey. You've a nerve going on about the hats, Joseph. Joseph? With your amazing Technicolor dream monstrosity. It looks better under the shadow lamp. Tones of blue, almost bearable. What is that? What? Where? Oh. Uh, shadow lamp. Polytronics, part of the most reliable power source. There, a figure in the light. Is that a person? Well, not unless it's playing musical statues. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, uh, uh. Oh, for goodness sake, let me take a look at that thing. It's moved. See, it's coming towards us. Huh? Well, it's not moving now. Oh, it is closer. Hang on, rewind. What did you say? Musical statues. 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 Keep your eye on that thing. Doctor! Yeah, I know. Don't blink. No, there are two of them. Right, well, well, two of them, two of us. I've had worse odds. Angel to the left of us, angel to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Oh, you're one of those doctors, are you? Sorry, not the time. Let's reverse towards the TARDIS. Get to the doorway. Keep your eyes on the angel. You back in first. 
What in the name of Rassilon have you done to my windows? Look at the angels! Any idea how we reach the door controls without losing sight of one of them? How long is that lamp going to hold out? Well, hopefully long enough for me to do this. <laughs> Come on! <sighs> is that a key fob? Remote control. It's good, isn't it? I like the little beep. Uh, a little more appreciation, if you don't mind. We just escaped two of the deadliest time assassins in the universe. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. The Weeping Angels. To all intents and purposes, ordinary stone statues, but only when you're looking at them. The minute you turn your head, the minute you so much as blink. What? What? What are you looking at me like that for? Oh, when you finish your lecture on the properties of Weeping Angels, will you be explaining to me how I might go about sucking eggs? Right. Yes. Yes. Sorry. And all that don't blink business rubbish. A big bun? Well, have we lost the ability to wink? Wink? Yes, wink. And then you've got one eye open at all times. Why don't people just wink? Yeah. You like what I've done with the place? A bit grubby, isn't it? I was aiming for atmospheric. Oh, well, I'd rather think you missed. ya! It's my console. What are you doing? My TARDIS is just a short walk from where I ran into you. A short walk and 300 years in the future. That's where you came from. Those angels zapped you back in time. Possibly. Right. So what happened to winking? One eye open at all times? Oh, yes, yes, all right. It only works if you're looking in the right direction in the first place. I wonder what brought them here. Uh, drawn by the time distortions, possibly. As were we. Yes. Temporal catnip. Angel nip. I don't improve with age, I see. Ah, there. The whole land in a state of twilight. Oh, leave the shadow lamp. You can see everything pretty clearly now. Oh, oh, yes, it's magnificent. How often do you say this eclipse happens? Oh, once a year. Happy conjunction of planetary rotation and celestial alignment. The rest of the time, nothing. Just white light. Funny, I don't remember being here. Oh, it's beautiful, now I can see it. Look, look, through the trees. There's a whole city. Ah. Here, hold on to this. If you take that side, it may be easier to manoeuvre. And people, there are people here. Good grief, you're excitable. Do we not get out as much as we used to? Hang on. Someone's coming. Is it... Is it Dax? No, I don't recognise them. But help is help. Hey! Over here! Give us a hand with these statues! No, 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 no! no! Stop! Now! What? No, really, stop! Step away from the statues! No, we need to move them. No, you don't. You really, really, really don't. We really do. Dax wants all the statues shifted down to the city before they start paving the new path to the river. They're not statues. They're angels. Weeping angels. They're not weeping. They're sort of smiling. Yeah, well, well, they are, yes, but that's because they're quantum locked. Look, please stop touching them. Uh, quantum locked? Well, they can't move if they're facing each other. I wonder, those angels we just escaped. Yes, one to the left, one to the right. We disappear and... Uh, this is how they end up. Uh, what are you both talking about? They're made of stone. It doesn't matter where they're facing. They can't move. They, they can. They might. And if you carry on, 
They definitely will. Did Dax send you? Who's Dax? Dax is in charge of this new river route. He wants all the statues relocating. All of them. Okay, Dax, sure, yeah, that'll be an easy job. All the statues? Yeah, I noticed that earlier, didn't I? To start a panic. When you say all the statues, um. Estra. Hello. Fadilla. Uh, uh, nice to meet you. We're the doctor. Both of you? Uh, yeah, it's a popular name where we come from. <laughs> Where's the hat? The. Tardis, don't worry about it. When you say all the statues... How many, would you say? Oh, dozens. They've been here for centuries. That's impossible. Well, our records go back a few hundred years, and they were there then. Really? How can you live alongside weeping angels for centuries? Ah! What do you mean, ah? These people can't see. We can't... what? They have no concept of sight. Why would they? No need of it. There's nothing to see 700 days a year. What are you talking about? He's uh, talking about you, sorry, a bit rude. Estra, how many senses do you have? Senses? Uh-huh. Five. Touch, taste, hearing, smell and intuit. Intuit? Like intuition? I suppose. But not sight. I really have no idea what you're talking about. Uh. A city of people with no sense of sight living safely for centuries amongst dozens of weeping angels. It's nothing short of miraculous. And yet you're here for five minutes and you're zapped back in time. How'd that happen? Oh, yes, all right. No, no, I'm not being facetious. No, but I am a bit. But what I mean is... Where uh, is that angel now? Most of the statues are spread out around the perimeter of the city walls. It's quite something, all advancing towards the city. Except, well, they're not really. They're statues. They're frozen. They seem ready to attack as if a spell was cast just as they were about to launch an offensive. Quantum locked. Facing each other? No, they're facing the walls. A wall would be no defence against an angel. No, but a mirrored wall would. Look at that! Oh, my. Ah, you could say that again, but don't. City walls made of mirrors. Genius! And when the shadow lifts and there's nothing to see but white light... The only creatures with vision would be the angels. They can see just as well in the whiteout as they can in the dark. Looking at their own reflections, trapped like Narcissus. And how did your people know to build the city walls from reflective materials? Well, the walls keep the city cool in the heat of summer. This whole valley's full of smooth stone. Smooth stone, of course! Reflecting heat as well as light. Just a happy coincidence, it doubles as a handy mirror. Yeah, but where's my angel? It can't have been staring at its own reflection. And where's Dax? We were supposed to be helping him move the statues, but he's vanished into thin air. Angel on the loose, people disappearing. At least the people inside the city are safe. The angels can't get past the mirrored walls. You really think those statues are dangerous, don't you? Oh, a little bit, yeah. It's just... What? What? That pair of statues we were trying to move, it was a group of three. Dax started without us. Last time we spoke to him, he was about to take one into the city. Hurry up! I am! I am! Oh, the gates are shut! 
It's okay. They'll open automatically as we reach them. Uh, I'm not sure they. Uh, oh. Oh. Yes, let me guess. That doesn't usually happen. The automatic response must have been disabled. Uh, we can open them manually. It might take a bit of effort. I'll put you back into it. Oh. <laughs> and we're in. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Listen. Is it always this quiet? No. No, it isn't. All this empty. Where is everyone? I'm afraid I could hazard a guess. Astra, Padilla, are you there? It's Dax. Hello, this is Astra. Where are you, Dax? In the gallery. Get yourselves over here.